0: This river bloke called Knuckles, some call him the big knuck Spinning stories tall and true that'll make you say Holy fuck! The cities to the outback on the highway or the farm Crack a cold one with Knuckles and Tell us a proper true yarn G'day and welcome to the Proper True Yarn Podcast My name is Knuckles This is the show in which we extract the wildest and loosest yarns and stories from a few mad critters around the planet, the OG proper true yarn man himself, me old boy uh, TJ Hanley. Here he is. we got him in the studio. So, TJ, oh. you, you being a model citizen sort of um scholar I was and ducks at the school and never, ever got in any trouble, you probably could drop a few proper true yarns about me as a young fella, could you? Or...
1: Oh, <laughs> you're throwing the book fairly wide now, son. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I can tell. I can tell a hundred but I'll only tell one or two. Brero was a fairly disruptive child in class. He was always full of beans and um, he uh, if you're a good kid, you got a smiley face on your homework. Well, Robin and I waited for six months before we got a smiley face, and with that, pleasure to see a smiley face on his homework, we threw a, par- a big party. <laughs> he got his first smiley face in about July, and <laughs> he—he's there. So they send this lady around from the Commonwealth Bank, school banking, Commonwealth Bank, and this girl, she—she she couldn't say of bees, and uh, she's talking to us <clears throat> and and she'd been to St Mary's School to promote the Commonwealth Bank. then. She got there and she said, well, who banks Commonwealth? And kids say, oh, my grandma banks Commonwealth, my mummy and daddy bank Commonwealth. And she said, that little buddy Hanley, cheeky little bastard, he had a big smirk on his face. And she said, after I'd talked to these other kids, she said, Bwedy Hanley, what have you got to say for yourself? He said, Miss, I'd bank Westpac. <laughs> <laughs> he was all a grade one. Grade one. Miss, I'd bank Westpac. She said, what little bastard he got me, that little bastard. What, you... what you got? <laughs> anyway, yeah, that's just one of many. But I tell the story, he was a Bronco. I said before he was a Broncos supporter. Loved his Broncos. And I was going to a game where... The Broncos are playing Canterbury, I think of Bulldogs at Suncorp there. Biggest crowd. I'm there with me mate in amongst all these bloody Bulldog supporters and a lot of bloody bikey sort of big fellas. And I and he said, Dad, can you buy me a Broncos flag? It's a little wooden stick with a flag on Broncos flag. I said, yeah, mate, if I can, I will. I bought this Broncos flag and, of course, During the game, I'm waving this Broncos flag. Go, you Broncos, go. And I've beaten the bloody bulldogs. And next thing is a a pat on my shoulder. Hey, if you don't put that fucking flag down, I'll jam it up your ass and you look like a (coughs) fucking toffee. And I looked round. There's a bikey about five foot across the shoulders, head on like a fucking buffalo, and a big plait, more tats than you ever seen on a white man before. And I said, "Mate, I get the message." Oh, he's threw me over the freaking balcony. This he's like, "Jam up your ass, and you look like a toffee apple." He said, "Well, I get the message, mate. I get the drift. I understand." Understand what you're talking about. <laughs> oh God. Buddy, <Bloody, clears throat> we'll go back to Buddy Durham Bandy. There's an old bloke in Durham Bandy. His his Christian name was Pickles, and he was a bit of an old larrikin old fella. Anyway, he he walked into primaries, the stock agents there in Durham Bandy, and was a bit of a larrikin buddy office girl there. And he's an old funny little bit of hair growing down the side, see? And as he's walking in, this office girl grabs him by the bit of fluff above his ear, see? And she give it a bit of a tug. She said, Not very often, she said, you see hair growing on wood. He got in and said, Have a field down here? It's growing on stones down here. He said, <laughs> Grown <laughs> <a little laughs> <feel. laughs> on stones, he said. She bucked back like a young bloody fella She did. <laughs> oh dear, oh dear, oh dear. Buddy, talking about buddy, there was a buddy lady that had a hotel in Charters Towers there, and she was playing golf, and the woman in front of her teed off the golf ball, I flew back and hit her in the ankle and broke her ankle. And I was in a hotel there and she's hopping around with the plaster on her and I said, Jesus Christ, I said, what happened What to happened you? And this mate of mine, a bit of a and old follower, said, she swerved to avoid a child and she fell out of bed. He said, <laughs> <laughs> you have to think about it. <laughs> she swerved to avoid a child and she fell out of bed. <laughs> oh, dear. Oh, so I come to her once and... Bloody, there's an old bloke who had the BP service station there and cranky as old bastard and there's a lot of tourists about. I was coming back from the Booty Camel Race, actually. There you go, mate. I said, Jesus Christ, you'd be making a quid." I said, all them bloody tourists buying all this fuel and that. Yes, he said, they're all Victorians, he said. He said, they leave Victoria... With a new ten dollar note and a new flannelette shirt and they don't change either of the bastards, he said. <laughs> 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 they don't change either. They're pretty tight, those made tourists. Oh dear, oh dear. Right, eh, well, when I was a kid, I was in grade nine at school, and I went on a young YAL tour to Cairns. And we're up there on a train from Brisbane to Cairns on the train with about quite a few hundred kids called Young Australian League Tour, grade grade nine school. So we get up there, and a couple of things happen. Dad said first of all, he said, "Bring us back a coconut. I want a coconut." So we get up there, and we go to Green Island. <clears throat> we go over and get over to Green Island. You got to see Charlie, the biggest crocodile in Queensland on Green Island. And we get over there and here's this bloody crocodile there and this bit of a pond and this bit of flimsy bloody wire fence around him and he's there and he's got his mouth wide open. So here's crocodile. And we're looking at him, all us kids, all round. I think this bastard's a stuffed crocodile. I don't think he's a real crocodile. I think they've stuffed him with his hide on him. I don't think he's a real crocodile," says so I'll find out. So I go and break off a bit—about <laughs> six foot of bulrush, bulrush cane—and we are all there looking. I poke the bloody bulrushes through the fence, through this mesh, down his neck well he's gone. Clack! Wow! Holy. <laughs> holy Christ! <laughs> There about 60 kids had to change their pants. We all <laughs> fell back. <laughs> I was like, well, them cro- up. He was a real crocodile. <laughs> <laughs> I jammed this bull race down his neck and he went whack. Holy <laughs> living Christ, we, we got a bloody frog. Holy bloody hell. Yeah, when I was a bloody, I was about oh, 26, I suppose, 27. I was working out west. I come down to Brisbane, and my sister was going with a soldier from from uh, Barracks there. They're going to take me out for a drink, get on the on the piss, see. And my sister said, called me aside before we went out to the Nagra Hotel. She said, Eric, and three other soldiers, four of them, are going to get you on the piss tonight, and they're going to. Write you right off, you know, just being heroes, you know. So, all right, that's good to know. So, anyway, I said, well, I'll fix these bastards up. So, in we go, and um, I said to the barmaid, I said, have you got four 20 ounce glasses, you know, big 20 ounce glasses? She said, oh, well, I'll try and find some. Anyway four 20-ounce beers. And I said, Jesus Christ, I said, you drink 20-ounce beers? I said, mate, I work out in the back country. I said, don't get to a pub too often. When I get there, I have a real drink. Not these little pussy, little, little bastards you drink down this country. I said, have a real bloody drink, you know. Holy shit. So the first I went, poured it straight down the throat and put it down. And they holy, trying. Now have another one. Fill them up again. I said fill them up again. So I give them a couple of rounds. And in the lounge bar there was a lady playing a piano, pianola where you pedal and the old piano with those rolls in it. And beside the piano was a big rubber plant, this big rubber plant in the lounge bar. So I go out and I take a couple of big goats, so I love this piano. I go out. I'd pour it on the rubber, on the rubber plant. <laughs> I'd drink about, about an inch out of the top and pour the rest of the rubber plant. Well, after about half an the hour, these bastards are shit-faced. They're flat out even standing, an eh? And i said, what's wrong with you, pricks? I thought you could drink down this country, eh? <laughs> <Anyway>. <laughs> <laughs> I just wrote them clean off. I didn't know whether they covered or go. <laughs> anyway, like a dickhead, I did tell my brother-in-law about Thirty-five years later, I shouldn't, have, shouldn't have never told him. <coughs> his mates ring him up over the years and said, "Is that a little? Because I was a little wormy bloody ringer following those days. Is that wormy scrawny brother-in-law yours still drinking as much?" <laughs> <laughs> I had a bit of a reputation, you know, but the old umbrella plant did the trick, eh?
0: And I, I still, yeah, talking about stitch-ups. I still remember my eighteenth. I, I used to not drink beer at all. I used to only drink rum, and like like they weren't making anymore. So I'll I still remember first beer of me eighteenth at the old Vic Tavern in in Rockhampton, and old, old TJ brings the bloody <laughs> it brings the rum out for me in the in the big glass in the triple, and he's got the little pot of beer. So I said I thought to myself I said fucking hell I'll stitch you TJ. So uh, <laughs> well, I got the pot of rum next time, <laughs> and TJ got the schooner of beer with the triple vodka in it. So. T-jar's meant to be leaven me out of the joint, but I'm pretty sure I carried the old boy out because every schooner had a triple body in it. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, stitched up the, yeah, three points ahead, old son.
1: Yeah. now you certainly round me up that night. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear, buddy. Just remember, guys,
0: call out, it's my shout, and keep left unless fucking overtaken. Oh, Yeah.